Ash, we're here. It's time. It's Big Little Life with the Dashlings. It's been a while, Mabu. Yeah, I feel so good. Yeah. A, we kind of had a break. We got kind of ahead, and every time we get ahead and have some things posted, like in the pipe to get posted to you guys, like podcasts and vlogs, we're always like, let's stay ahead. And then we always don't. So I feel really good. Like I feel <laughs> well, fresh. And, and I was I have, gone for three days yeah, this week. It worked out really well. And that's why we do it. So when you go out of town, you can. Dallin yeah. was gone. Big news. This was the first time you've left since having kids where I was like, just chill. It was so chill. I'm so glad to hear that. I don't want to say that I want you to leave more. <laughs> but yeah. I think when it's like a, when it accompanies not working at all and just going to the park all day. Yeah. It was just so chill. Well, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad it wasn't hard. I was just so used to like the first for like 18 months there. It was so hard to ever like for either of us to ever leave because like with the newborn plus like a well, James hated you for like a year. James, she. It was really well. I don't know if that, it's not hate. She just didn't want you to hold her ever. Yeah. So and I it don't was know just, where that came from. It was rough, and two under two it was so rough, yeah. so hard. And we want to talk plus, about that today. Yeah, you were going through your um, postpartum things, and I'm just this fresh you dad. Were going, you were probably going and through I have my own things. issues, and I just wasn't able to be there emotionally for you. We're gonna dive into all of this in a little bit more in depth, but first, Ash, as usual, I have a new story, and I really think that you're gonna like this one. Is it about we? Somebody sent this one in the, to us in an email. Thank you so much, you guys, for sending Is in it news about articles the because you find literally the best. We, the best ones that we get always come from your suggestions. So thank you for emailing those in or messaging them to us. The best chance for us to see your, or really any messages, to message us, hello dashleys at gmail.com. Okay. All right, check this article out, Ash. the article. Family of seven discovered living in Dutch farm cellar for years, waiting for the world to end. Oh, they, they were How about homesteading. That? Oh, I love home. I love a good homesteading story. Yeah, you do. I haven't even read this yet. I wanted to wait to read it with you. But I just read the title and I was like, oh, she's going to like this Here's my questions right off the bat. Let me tell you. Were they in the cellar the whole time? Did they leave the cellar to go to the bathroom? Are they completely (sighs) off grid? Do they have any electricity? Let's find out. This is in the Netherlands. Did their family not know where they were? And if their family looked for them, did they not check the cellar? Very good. All good questions. Those are, Let's my, find those out. are my initial questions. Uh, okay. Authorities in the Netherlands have launched a major investigation after an apparent family of seven was discovered living in the basement of an isolated farm, allegedly, quote, waiting for the end of time. I have another question. Did they have children in, have they left the cellar? That's the It looks question. like the, there's a picture and it looks like they have a garden. Uh-huh. Were they really lost or did no one know them? Let's just keep reading, shall we? Police in Drenth said on Twitter that someone reported they were worried about the living conditions of people who were living in an enclosed space on a farm located just outside of Ruinworld. When police went to the home on the farm on Monday, they discovered six adults. Oh, they were grownups. Oh, wow. Aged, oh, I'm glad they, they weren't little kids. They were his kids, aged 18 to 25. So the 18-year-old was 11 when they started living in the cellar. Oh, so they were younger. And a 58-year-old man who did not want to cooperate with the investigation was subsequently arrested. It's unclear what his relationship to the others were, but he referred to them as his family. Why is huh. that unclear? Okay. I don't... The farm was on the <laughs> outskirts of the village. Mayor Roger DeGroote, 
Want to meet him? De Groot. <laughs> Roger de Groot. Said Tuesday in a short statement, the family's believed to have lived for nine years on the farm and the authorities found a number of improvised room where a family lived a withdrawn life. What? Wow. Crazy. The article goes on for quite a while. Um, Let's see. The, the I, I can cut it out. Oh, 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 the owner of the... Okay. The discovery was made after the 58-year-old man's possible son, age 25, walked from the farm to a pub. So they did leave from time no, to time, apparently. No, the kid escaped. Or he escaped. Where he was confused, the police recalled. When he was confused, so he thought the world was ending, and then he gets He's out like, of where the farm. He's like, where am I? And there's a movie about this. Like... It's a funny movie. I watched it. And this family, I forgot what it was called. Oh, they think the world is ending. So they go into the cellar uh-huh. and they have a son and they name the son Adam because they think he's going to be the, like the new, like the first man on earth after the earth, everyone on the earth dies. Whoa. And then he comes out as a grown up, and no one died. And so he discovers the world as someone who lived in a cellar. Whoa. Like Kimmy Schmidt. So this is a comedy? Yeah, that was a comedy. Huh. The 25-year-old added he slipped away at night because it was not possible during the day and that he could not go back where he came from. What? Whoa. He had no the contact owner with the outside of, world. He said he needed help and had never been to school. The six younger members of the group had no idea there were other humans on the wor- in the world. That is so crazy. It's like the village. Wait, here's a tweet, you guys. Here's that Kurgan Blach in Gesen Ordungorgen. Okay, it's in another language. Yeah, sorry. Okay, well, this goes. Bad joke. This is intriguing at best and fascinating at worst. <laughs> this is a good article. I am, I just want to I want to watch a video about this. If we find a video, you guys, please. we'll have to share it in the in the podcast. Wait, this this podcast doesn't have a group. We'll share it in the Dashleys Club group. Taking Sides has a podcast group, Not but this one. this one is just mainly the Dashleys page. Yeah. But yeah, taking um, we'll wanna, share this in the club. Gosh, I hope there's a documentary about this. I know, man. I feel so bad for those kids. Just never realized they're growing up. In the, it's not so crazy how so many people. Basically, this is what happens in everybody's house. But this is just an extreme case. But everybody grows up being uh, taught to view the world through a certain lens. Yeah, and then you like go to college and get a roommate. And then you're like, what? what? <laughs> you just learned. Wait, people do things differently than the way I've always done them. And then you get married. Dylan, when you got married to me, what was the weirdest thing that I did? That you were just, just. I was just Twitter pated. I didn't notice or care. Yeah, I didn't notice anything wrong. Weird. Let me change that to weird. Anything weird about you <laughs> until like job. three years in. Then you noticed all sorts of things wrong with me. No, I had one thing was that you didn't want to move ever. Yeah, like it's pretty stuck in my ways now. Ever the world is my oyster. There's my boy. Tell me more. I'm just not so close-minded anymore. Like we can live wherever we want to live together. Dallin, when he wants me to get, and this is not Ashley making me say these things. I just have always been really close-minded in that area. And I finally just did some soul searching, wondering why. And it's just like, I don't even know why fear of what my family would think or something. But like when I like tossed out the idea of moving somewhere, they were like, oh, cool. We'd come visit you there. It's really warm during the winter. And I'm just like, ah, like so stupid. You get caught up in my head about dumb little things. Like I had that too. When we moved from Georgia though, you just don't want to hurt anyone or disappoint anyone. Uh That's the hard thing. Yeah, I've always been a pleaser growing up. I talked about this in the live video. 
I was going to say, though, when you want me to feel mega into you uh-huh. or mega attracted, you have like three, two or three <laughs> topics that you I can, can hit on hard. I can talk to Luna like a little human yeah. child. Dylan can show in- incredible love to my pets. I can talk about living someplace warm and tropical. Yeah. And, and then, I can feed her nachos. No, that's a good one. The third, I was going to say you can talk about investing money. And like making an, an incredibly, and being like super frugal <laughs> and just putting all of our money into savings accounts and then investing them wisely. You know what we're going to do with our paycheck this month? We're going to put it in our 401k. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah. You're like, oh, get over here. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, little peep into our evenings. Dallin's equivalent of that is just probably me. I don't even know. There's probably no. I think you do. <laughs> Just the Go opposite. ahead. Just what are my three things, Ash? Um, Wait, what is what is what the three things that make me what? Just all just super attracted feel to you? Super into me. Number one. I made you pizza. Me saying, okay. <laughs> I made you food. That's one of them. Okay. What are the other two? What would it be? Talking about meat. Being like, let's meat? go to Costco and buy the biggest brisket there. Look, we don't have our smoker yet. It's still in transit. But even if we weren't getting a smoker, you would still like that. I would. It would be well. The first one was already food. We can't do food twice. Okay, number two, me being like, man, I just really think we need a new phone. I just really want to upgrade to the latest version. Yeah, I think we need to. I I think we do too because yours sucks. Your speakers are so bad, isn't it? All speakers, the speakerphone speaker, the microphone. You know one thing. The ear is even bad too when you hold it up to your ear. I don't know why it sounds like it has been drowned underwater. You know one thing I hate. What? Just like I hate having technology that isn't performing at its highest quality. See, I just I I'm embarrassed to even have it in our home. You should start a tech channel. Could we get those new those cool speakers that go all over our house in the Stop walls? Stop it. I think, you know what? Let's not get blinds because really, who cares? <laughs> who, hey, who really cares? And let's invest in a sound system. There we go. And outdoor. Oh, now you're speaking my language. Okay, what's number three? Probably just taking my clothes off. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. Okay. Um, and cool story, Hansel. I have no idea where that's from. That was it's our dog. Zoolander. I've never seen that movie. <sighs> well, this I mean, hold on. Me. You know one of my favorite movies? What? Zoolander. And then Maybe there's you this- should watch it. You, all, you talk about me not caring about the things that you like. Here's another one. Here's Zoolander that I've been quoting for years that you <laughs> haven't tried to watch with me. Here's another one. You ready? I love the show Out Cold. Do you? <laughs> the jokes. There we go. Becoming friends right here in the podcast. Mm-hmm. I feel like we need to do that more though. What? We just kind of stop doing the things that we like. Or just, I've, I feel well, like we both feel so like deprived sometimes that we don't care about. Like, we always try to do things that we both like, but we could both give and no, take yeah, to yeah, do yeah. things that maybe we, one person likes that the other doesn't like and just kind of broaden our horizons a little bit and just probably become better friends in that way, even though you like shows that I don't like, or I like shows that you don't like. Like I personally want to get better at that because I just in the past have scoffed at things that you like that I don't like. And you too. Yeah, no, that's what you said it better than I was going to say it. Doing things that like it wouldn't kill me to do, but I don't necessarily, I'm not like planning on it. You You might even laugh a few times if we watch Zoolander. You know what would be like a dream date for me? What? If you were like, Ashley, I watched the Great British Baking Show and we're going to watch this them make one of these recipes and then we're going to try and make it. 
and see if it turns out anything like they did. We should do it. That could be a vlog too. Yeah, it'd be fun. We'll vlog the entire episode. Like It'll a, be a one hour vlog. We'd have to like send our kids away because they're like six hour recipes. Mm-hmm. They're always like, you have six hours and, and now go. it needs to cure. <laughs> and everyone's like, only six hours? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, they can't prove it in that time. Got to prove my meat. <laughs> Got to prove my loaf. Your, your dough, not your meat, weirdo. I don't know the terms. Okay, anyways, and then mine would be, we're going to go to Chuck Rama and then to Kano's. <laughs> we do. Oh, multiple <laughs> restaurants. Just kidding. No, it would be... Ultimate feast. Um, What would we do? What would you do? What would we do on my dream date that I'm not trying to just do what Ashley would want to do too? Um, We would go go-karting. Really? That would be really fun. Or... Your dream date, you would... We would go by one That's, wheels. This is the thing we about all We would go of a scootering on the electric scooters through the city. Ashley always says she's scared because she thinks she's going to get run over or something. No one's looking. For, I almost run over them all the time in the city. Well, you should just look. <laughs> I do. They just zoom out of every crevice in the town. Every um, alleyway. Better word? Is that better? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we would go riding scooters. And then go to a fun restaurant in Salt Lake. Then we would come home and watch a classic like Dumb and Dumber or Anchorman or Out Cold or Zoolander or. I would just, can I fall asleep? No, I can't. you would stay awake and laugh. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. With me, and then we would snuggle and I'll leave it there. Leave it at that. Okay. For the podcast's sake. There we go. Okay, we wanted Let's someone... do these couple dates. Yeah. Other person dates. That's could, what we'll call them. I wish we had podcast while we did them. What? We could just have a, like a roaming mic and <laughs> podcast while we did it. It'd be weird. I have my lavalier mics that I use for weddings that I usually just no tap on the groom. No one would know what was happening. It would just be We just have to be very eating. descriptive with our words <laughs> about what's going on. All right. What's next, Ash? Okay. Well, someone wrote into us, in fact, and they asked, I think they're about to have a baby Uh and they have a baby right now. So they're going to have two under two. And we, believe it or not, just left the two under two phase. Praise hallelujah. Praise hallelujah. 
Um, it was wonderful. It was great. But do I have PTSD? Probably. I know I do. Every day. I feel guilty if I am at the gym when Ashley, uh, when the kids wake up and I'm not home. They just used to be, re- it used to be really hard. It just used to be so hard. It's hard. When it's just, let's just back up and just talk about what are when the hardest James things? was born when George was 18 months and what we were kind of going through at that time. Does that sound good? And then right. we can kind of go through to today. And at that point, Dal was still working outside of the When home. James was born. And you were doing full-time weddings. So it was kind of like you were working, I don't know, like 60, 70 hours a week. George had just barely started sleeping at night, which was a miracle. No, right before James was born. Barely, like not really. Still waking up, but like at least he went back to sleep easily and it was maybe only once or twice waking up. Yeah. So that was the conditions that we were in, living in our little two-bedroom apartment. Except no one used the bedroom because we moved George into our closet because he slept better in there. Yeah. Who knows why, but he did. And so the day that James was born, that was the first day George slept in his own room. And so he stopped sleeping through the night again because he would cry all the time because he was in a new environment. Yeah. But then we moved him back in the closet. No, because James was, did they both sleep? James was by our bed the first couple weeks. While George was in the closet? Yeah. Oh gosh, I just get, I start having a panic attack just thinking about that. Dallin? Just walking on eggshells when one or two kids are both asleep right next to you and you can't even stir without fear and adrenaline pulsing through your veins that one kid might wake up and the put them to sleep slash feed them routine begins at ungodly hours of the night. Oh man, that's so stressful. Yeah, George was a bad sleeper. He woke up at six times a night for almost 18 months yeah oh okay sweet. so but he was really man, sweet was so when hard. he was awake and i did my best i honestly did my best to just love and have empathy for them but i struggle so hard during the night and and i just actually just got disappointed in me a lot of the time and i just feel so bad but i honestly was doing the best i could with the emotional capacity of dallin back then two years ago and i was just dead 18 months not old dead. Dallin. I was happy, but I was just 18 so months ago, Dallin. And you just felt were like just had just barely had a C-section. And uh, so you were recovering from a C-section. Number one, number two, your hormones have been going crazy James, because you just had, had a baby. James was a harder postpartum journey than George. I was, I like had a hard time with being happy. You really, really did. Not, and I, I could not, always still function. So much is happening so fast to me in my head that I just am not grasping all that's going on. Like I have all these responsibilities. I'm working full time. I have weddings coming up that I have to prepare for and plan and depressing, man, it's so hard. I just hope I just, you guys are just learning our backstory right now. I guess hopefully this helps you somewhat. I mean, hopefully that we will have some words of wisdom and advice for you, but honestly, we're just setting the ground for right now. Just basically explaining how hard it was for us. It was hard. I feel like if we ever had another baby, it, I, I like in my mind when I think of baby number three, if there is one, it's like the redemption baby where we can like. Where we wait the normal amount of time. Well, like, like, there is no normal amount of time. It's whatever you decide. Like some people love having them close together and, and handle it like a boss. That's and what, then, that's but more what I, I think. think we definitely don't. And if we do have bonus baby number three, it will come when James is like five yeah, and like George three or four seven. or five. No, like when I say redemption baby, I just think it will be so, if we do it, I think we could come at it 
so much more knowledgeable and so much more like, especially you mentally prepared. Yeah. And Cause James was a surprise backing a up even surprise. further, a beautiful surprise, but an unplanned pregnancy. Right. I was, I was always in the let's wait three years in between kids camp. Yeah, me too. And, but it <laughs> Dallin was in like, let's just have one <laughs> after George, after we didn't sleep for oh, six man. years. Yeah. So anyways, where were we? Well, I was just going to ask you, like, I was going to ask you what your, like, what was hardest for you? And then what would your, like, best advice be? That's what I was, for someone who is about to have two kids under two, like, we just came out of it. And we did a lot of things wrong as far as, I think, like, me and you being on the same page. And me and you come, like, growing closer instead of, I mean, like, I'll say that. I think we, having Babies did not unite our marriage. Well, statistics are 66%, one, two out of three couples. Um, draw, like it's, it's a, it's a, what is, how is it worded in the book? Um, two out of three couples, their marriage suffers or struggles after babies come into the picture. Yeah. I feel and like not like they get divorced, but they, uh, it gets a little rocky. Like we're happy and we're in love. We were definitely and we're in that not rocky getting camp. divorced. But if I were to like paint a picture of what our marriage looks like right now, back then, no, now, like now. coming out of that, it would be like a picture of two soldiers, like digging their way out of a trench, and like just barely starting to stand up. That would be my picture. And trying to help each other out of the trench, but they are also trying to get themselves out of the trench. That's not the picture of our kids. Luna's in the room, by the way, wanting to get out. That's the picture of our marriage. That's what I would paint the picture. Like it, like I don't, I don't not love you. I just feel like it threw us through so many freaking loops that. Also the battle was just fought and they've been fighting for 72 hours straight and not sleeping. We have? The, the warriors in this picture, me and you climbing out of this trench I in was battle. Like, yeah. Also us though. Yeah. See, like we're still having fights where we are still like trying to unpack and like fix feelings that were hurt during the whole, like early, like when James, after James was just born and there were expectations of roles and just like feelings that no one shared. And like, it was just a mess. And I just, if we ever had another baby, the hardest, I guess we can go back to your question. The hardest thing for me was, um, there's the immense responsibility of caring for now two babies, not just one, and being so unprepared and not knowing how. And I recognized that I could have studied books and mentally prepared myself and talked to other dads and and just just amped myself up for this. I did none of that. I just was going on a wing and a prayer that I would like come naturally to me. And some people it does come naturally to. To me, it didn't. And I didn't have really an example of, of fatherhood growing up after my dad died when I was eight. And it was so, so, so it was just threw me for the biggest loop. And I'm just wondering what did I, where have I landed? I obviously love my kids and I feel this connection with them. And, but I'm also like struggling mentally to just like fit into these humongous shoes that I am now wearing and, um, take care of myself too. Like not, continually lighting on my, my lighting myself on fire to keep my family warm. And, um, but whenever I did want to go and 
I don't know, do like a hobby or something. Ashley just needed me home whenever I could be home so much because I was already gone so much at work. And when I was home, was, wasn't working at my day job, I was working my second job shooting weddings for Ashley Dallin films and the weddings are on the weekends and pre-shoots and first look shoots are After like during work. the week. And oh man, that was so, so hard. So, too. so stressful. So the hardest thing is just, yeah, we were so busy and then trying to, trying to fill the role that I found myself in and being so unprepared for it. Um, and then you said, what? Wait, let me, advice? I just want, that was the whole filming thing was so hard for me. Cause when we started our wedding business, it was, it was something that we wanted to do so we could do together. And it was something like that we built for us, like we built for us to do together. And then when it became something that you, that just like took you away from us slash it was something that I wanted to go to that I couldn't, that was really hard for me. Yeah. I felt like the heart actually had feelings of like jealousy. Well, no, I don't for me getting to leave the house so often and like have some alone time, whether or not I was at work or that wasn't my like, okay, I'll tell you my hardest, my hardest, like besides like having the, like being incapable of feeling like mass amounts of joy. I mean, like if you watch our vlogs, we were happy and we were doing it, but like, I don't even like watching him because I kind of know like the, uh, like what was happening underneath the vlog. Not that the vlog wasn't true. Well, we only grab the camera when we're feeling, we're feeling good and all right. And yeah, and like nobody wants to, f I mean, we still talked about the issues and what we're going through, but it's not like we did story after story about, man, all the, all the hard parts about our day. We right. try to capture fun, like happy well, like, things. I think everyone just tries to like be happy and we were trying really hard to be happy and we were happy. Like we felt blessed and happy and taken care of and. Like we had two beautiful children, but we were just empty, kind of. Our cups were empty. Our emotional, our emotional bank accounts were draining. Yeah. Yeah. So the hardest thing for me and was not doing much to fill them up. We got the occasional date night, but Ashley never wanted to leave the kids for that for that long because she was nursing. And I couldn't like. Well, yeah, and you couldn't because she wouldn't take a bottle, and and I'm also my boobs would explode. And your boobs would explode. Man, so, uh, so stressful. I mean, but, like I could have pumped, but who wants to like go on a date and pump in the restaurant? Yeah, bathroom? I, like, I can't relate, but I just imagine it's not really fun. It's not a quiet machine. <laughs> I hated pumping. Yeah. Okay. So my hardest part was just, I felt like I had to. Oh, and let me just finish one. I wish that I could have been there for you more emotionally. And, but I was just going through. My own things and I couldn't be there as much as you needed me to and I just feel really bad about that. that but I did my best. That's why Redemption Baby would be so healing, I feel like. Like yeah. we, we both of us will have worked through our things and we will be very prepared. It would be like a thing where like we could me and you could both be our best selves. I don't know about me, I would probably get postpartum depression again and just But I would be excited because I think you would be in a place where you could like take like take it all and you could like you're when george and james would be so old enough to help out and, and understand what's going on and and they would be able to be self-containing for a while if baby needed our attention or i can take both of them with ease to do whatever while you're chilling with baby and vice versa plus i want george to not i want him to be more prepared for it than you were i feel like boys should have more experience with 
with like little kids and babies than they do. Like I was babysitting. I just never babysat. No, but like it was a thing. Like my parents, like it's a thing to like be like, well, you like it's a good idea for you to babysit so you can be prepared for when you have kids and you're going to be babies. Like it was a thing. Like, yeah, it was a preparation thing. Yeah. I want George to and and James to both have that, not just James, because obviously she's going to be a mom, but George is going to be a dad. Yeah, and I, and I just um, really was so unprepared for kids and didn't do anything t- uh, to prepare. I could have done a lot of things, but I didn't. So uh, that I definitely regret that. And so I keep interrupting you for what your hardest part was. My hardest part was feeling like I had to step away from like my life. And like everyone kept doing the things that they, like if someone wanted to do something, then they would just do it. And I like or like I couldn't do all the things I had built with you, like our wedding business or that was just, I don't even know like what else, but like I, every, like if, if people went and did hiking or fun things or just like any fun activity, most, a lot of fun activities aren't kid friendly, especially like infant friendly. And then on top of that, I'm a nursing mom friendly. And especially if you're, I was very private about nursing. I'm not, I wasn't, nothing's wrong with it, but I wasn't a person to want to just be in a crowd nursing like I always kind of wanted to find a quiet place so that was really hard to like I there weren't always those places yeah that was my hardest part just feeling like the world was kind of like happening around me and, and you're just kind of at home with a baby and a newborn and then when people would plan things they wouldn't change like n- not that everyone had to change their plans but it was just like, not it was like, like the best plans for somebody who's nursing a baby and yeah, recovering just, from a C-section. So it was either like, well, she just won't come or yeah, that'll suck for her. Like yeah. no one really, and I don't mean like everyone should factor me in, but there were like some things where I was just, I just kind of wished like, oh, I wish, like it's fun that they're doing that, but I can't go. Yeah, I know. You're, it's just, it's just like. I just felt yeah, like I got left crunch behind time. for The first years. year of a baby's life. Say that again. I just felt like I got left behind a lot. And it's hard to just get left behind all the time. Yeah. Yep. Yep. yep, yep, yep. And then it was hard on top of that because if you wanted to get away and have fun, like things that we would normally do together, like I had to get left behind mm -hmm. to watch the kids because they weren't like James wasn't taking a bottle. So I couldn't, I couldn't like go and do fun things with you. I was just left behind. Well, you did something fun and then I couldn't really do I mean, I could do fun things, but not, I couldn't go like mountain biking with you or something because it was an hour drive away and, and then yeah. an hour drive back. And then if we want to spend any time there, it would be like past the like three hour mark, which is kind of like the limit for, for a nursing baby mm-hmm. when they're little. It was hard. And it was stacked because like it went from George to James. Plus I get a ton, of, like another hard thing, I just get so much baby anxiety. Like so much. And I think the best thing that I can do for me is to just honor it, honestly, because I get so much more when like I try and hide it and let other people do things that I'm not comfortable with or take my baby places I'm not comfortable with or like just like I don't like anyone like for the first like four months, like I don't like people like taking my baby from me or passing my baby around or even just coming over and if someone's like, I just want to hold your baby all day. Like that makes me want to like run away with my baby. Yeah. You get mama bear, mama bearish for sure. With George, I tried to just like hide it 
and I was just like, I would have like panic attacks. And with James, I didn't as much and it was better, but I still didn't. I feel like, and I honestly feel like it's just like honoring your innate feelings. Like I never did anything dangerous and I never like did anything crazy. Like I never ran away into the woods with my baby, mm-hmm. but I think it, it should be okay if I just want to have like a couple quiet months with my baby. And if I just want to be holding it kind of, yeah. I don't think that should be something that offends people. And I coming into the situation like in the mindset, like, Oh, of course, no big deal. Like we pass the baby around. You want to hold baby mom? You want to hold baby aunts and uncles and brothers? And <laughs> like, and you did, you did okay with it, but I, well, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, in a closet. well, I didn't honor your feelings and your wishes as much. Like, and I'm not brave. obviously like I can't go and be like, Oh, I like, like I just couldn't like, I'm not like, like we're not going to not let my mom hold the baby, but it could have been a more controlled and like in a way that, Probably in a way that Ashley would have preferred it a little bit. Better. I think it got to the point where people wanted just more communication in that area, and me not thinking Ashley's crazy for feeling the way she's feeling. I think some people thought it was a, it would be a favor to me to like take the baby and give me like an hour or two, mm-hmm. and it just like wasn't a favor. It was like torture. Like ever, when the baby was until like four months, I would say it was like torture. Yeah, and so for bonus baby, you will be more vocal about your about your wishes and your feelings and know that you're the boss yeah. and not care. And I will have your back more instead of just like... Um, thinking I'm annoying. Thinking it's annoying or... yeah. Also, crazy. to all you people out there, if the baby starts crying, just give it back. Just give it back to the mom. Yep. I can't tell you like how terrible it is for me to like sit there and be like... Well, they... <laughs> Like they probably just think they're helping you if you don't have to always respond, but they can just start rocking the baby or try to feed her a bottle, whatever. So I think it still comes down because everybody's different. There were no different. bottles. Everybody's different. So like, I think it still comes down to you just needing to, or telling me what I should do if you're not like feeling brave enough or you don't want to ruffle any feathers or anything like to take the, like, tell me what to do. You and were I'll better have back. at that with James. You did a lot better. At that. Yeah. Because I was to the point where like... I was like, I will not leave this house if you do not get the baby back for me. Uh huh. It's just sensitive, and everybody, obviously, all your family wants to hold the baby too, and you just got to communicate more and not think feelings are crazy. This would be so like if you're if you know a mom and like if you're close to one who has kind of like baby anxiety, I don't know what I would call it. Don't assume that you get to hold the baby. Just kind of be there. Like if, if someone was just hanging around and I felt no pressure that they wanted to take the baby, Uh because some people come on really strong and they're like, like, hi, okay, can I hold the baby now? Well, it's just like, they just take the baby and go. But if you just like chill and you like, just wait until like, there were so many people where I was just like, do you want to hold them? Cause they just were kind of like sitting by me, like no pressure and just like kind of playing with the baby while I was holding it Uh and not being like, give me the baby. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to hold the baby. Like. Yeah. I was so much more willing to be like, do you want to hold the baby? Yeah, that makes sense. And not every family is like that. So like when two worlds collide and you get married to somebody that is like that, like just there's just a lot of communication needs to take place without judgment or disrespecting people's feelings. And I feel bad that I did that to you. Well, I mean, it's like it's hard to communicate feelings you don't understand. And it that's is. where I was kind of. I just felt I like think, panicked yeah. all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm a, like, you could have done better at commuting them to me and I could have done better at respecting them And too. just believing them. So done a lot of things different. Um, 
my advice yeah what's your advice let's see also the walton adventure is coming over at six and it's 606 it's okay. you think that was them when the dogs are barking oh maybe okay what's your advice let's do it real fast um my advice i guess for the dads out there is do all you can to prepare for your little one coming into your life because you're the whole way you see the world is going to shift how you live your life Pre- what wait, happens wait, wait. when you Pre- come home prepare how though like like what i was getting there oh, okay and so one of the books that I would recommend is, um, is what's the one that we were reading? <laughs> I don't positive parenting. Oh yeah. Positive parenting. Positive really parenting good. that kind of starts from being a baby and goes on really, really, really good. And just, um, Oh, it, there's probably another one just specifically for babies, but I would say, believe your wife, believe your wife have your wife's back even if things get crazy and she says things that even are if she's crazy like if like not crazy but that's she's what i meant but i wasn't gonna say if she's that. acting crazy if she's acting crazy she isn't actually crazy like who she is as a person her behavior might get a little crazy off the wall because her hormones are going through so many crazy things and just the best way that i can put it is have your wife's back don't just like shirk away or keep her out of panic mode. yeah just just Get her to talk to you and communicate things the best she can and have her back and believe her and just buckle up because and, and just be ready to help out to a new degree that around the house. And uh, hopefully your job can get you some paternity leave because it's a special time to bond with your baby and help out and learn the new routines of having a baby in the home. And also talk to other dads. I wish I would have talked to my brothers more and talked to my friends more who had had kids and just get their perspective on it. There are dad podcasts out there too. I studied some yesterday. I found all these cool dad podcasts, resources for dads, all like interviewing other dads, telling stories, people who have meetups and just like groups online. Even if you don't want to meet in person, just don't go at it alone. There are so many people who would love to offer you advice. People, you know, leaders in your church or even people at work, like get advice from other people who have been there before you and can offer perspective and, and tailor it to you because they know you. And maybe they know your tendencies and they know things to watch out for. Like, do not try to go at it alone. I tried to go at it more alone than I should have. I, I should have just talked to my brothers more even. My two older brothers have had multiple kids before I had one. And I just wish I would have asked them a lot more advice and just not like have the I can handle this attitude. And because I definitely didn't handle it very well. My advice would just be to find a friend. I found a friend with George my friend Anna and she like saved me just like someone to go visit with. She had a baby right when I did and it was just someone to not be like, so you weren't alone. Yeah. Um, because having a baby, even just one baby can be super, super isolating. So I would find a friend. Um, I would find a really good in-person friend and a really good social media friend. I found this girl called Jenna's kitchen. Oh, like following uh, social media, like a really good, like someone who just really makes you feel good and like, and can talk you through things like this. Hopefully we can be that friend for you through this podcast. There's a and lot other of things. like Instagram moms who make you just feel like ugly. some others no, simply like, on purpose. Yeah. There's just, Oh, you were going the opposite route. Yeah. Like there's a lot of like just beautiful families and they just make you feel like you're losing your mind. It's just so nice to find a good, a good real life friend, but also like when you can't be around like a, a good, a real life friend to have like a social media friend, like mine is Jenna's kitchen and simply on purpose and busy toddler. 
and they just show me like that there's other moms out there like me and they give me good ideas and especially Jenna's kitchen has so much good like information on mental health and like doing good things for yourself and they just always they're just so real and it and encouraging I, I don't know if it's like inspiring I think it's just encouraging yeah that's um, definitely good advice be careful who you follow on social media because there are so many good social media creators there are also some who just try to paint a perfect picture and make every picture look perfect and every picture is edited their life. and every picture is photoshopped and maybe that actually is their life but I don't actually know anybody who that is their it's life really, with 202 it's really easy to feel crazy and alone yeah and if you can find outlets whether it's online or in person that help you not feel like you're the only one and that you're the only one like feeling this way and that you're alone then that is super helpful my other advice would just be to i don't know like i loved reading books like positive parenting is a really good book there's so many good positive like that just like take you from infancy to like teenager that help you like know what to expect with an infant we also got this book it was like a thousand kisses or something uh-huh. and it talked in depth about like the stages of infancy and newborn and like what to expect and and how to like care for your baby because we had no idea and i think with every kid you can learn more um and then, and then third lastly i'd say like make sure you get some time for yourself like you cannot just keep even if the axe is dull you just keep whacking away and try just like you're just making thuds in the tree rather than like hacking the tree down metaphorically speaking you need to sharpen the saw and just do it like it's going to be hard but find ways to do it together and find support systems so that you can get steal away it's not going to happen that often it's just not but every once in a while as it has it works for you find ways to just recoup still like still do that hobby at least once a month or (laughs) once every few months I don't know get out associate with adults and uh, uh, like try to do a date night once a week still even if it's really quick you can do at home date nights after the kids are finally asleep we want to put together some kind of resource actually in our throwing around ideas because so many people ask us like where we get ideas for our vlogs for example we really want to put together a resource for new parents or just parents with kids and especially young kids for like cheap or free things to do. Like we've come up with so many ideas just from brainstorming so often. And we are, we're working on putting together like a, a little resource for you guys. And, and we, we want to be that social media creator for you. And just like we were saying, if you, if you get depressed following somebody on social media, just like stop following them. And if you get depressed listening to us, I feel so bad. Please tell us because, and let us know why, because we want to change that. We work our hardest to always be authentic and real with you and tell you the ups and the downs. And that's one of the big reasons why we started this podcast is because we wanted to be so straightforward and, and authentic and just friends with you guys in a, in a more long form kind of way, you know, that that's not super easy to do in vlogs. I had one more. Keep go ahead. Sorry. My third was not your third. What? I, every night when they were little, little, would just feel like I didn't have enough patience or love. So I would just pray every night to have more patience than I had the next day or the day before and to love them more than I could just by myself. That w- Those were my goals. Let patience be your like goal what you like strive towards and walk towards every day, like more patience. 
because it only gets hard if you crack like like that's when it gets that's when it gets tough tough if you let a thought into your mind like this is so this is terrible or like gosh i wish i could be doing something else or like i'm gonna lose my mind like when those thoughts get into your mind is when i start cracking and start like physically like showing frustration versus like keeping like you can feel when like you have a hold of it and you're in control when i start having those thoughts is when i start losing feeling like i'm losing control of like my joy Mm -hmm. so but the more patience like if you can have patience and just like long suffering i feel like you can get through them get through the hard moments until there's like a lull in the crazy and then you can kind of level out i would just say patience is the key to like being happy amen um one of the big realizations i had from the simply on purpose workshop is they don't your kids aren't making you angry or frustrated it is your expectations of of your kids of your kids or of your life or of your life or whatever that are made that's making you angry or frustrated or, or of upset. yourself your expectations they shouldn't cry so much they should listen to me more often they should do this and they're not and it's going to be like this forever my house should be cleaner i should be, be getting out more i should be able to go golfing whenever i want i should be able to snowboard whenever it snows and there's fresh powder and stuff like that right but if you readjust your life and devote your time not um like your kids aren't taking time away from you you are devoting time to them be proactive, not reactive. You are an agent, not a victim. And you say, this is crunch time, man. This is what life is made of. Life happens in the inconvenient. And we are going to rock this together, have each other's back and do this and help these kids know they are, they're loved. And they are going to have a childhood that they don't need to recover from later in life. Yeah, I would say it's like that. And we, we're going to do this. And that attitude, like, man, that's how we would be with our third baby. Yeah. That third baby would be the freaking... Hercules. It's not just patience with your kids. So much of it is just patience with your life. Okay, that was a little bold that we'll still <laughs> we're still working on ourselves for baby number three. But, but like we'll that just was be a, a, lot a big issue down the road. I felt like patience with our life. Like when are we gonna be able to do this again? Like, like when, when we, yeah, when it was finally over and when I, are we gonna feel and like, I was like, Oh we can like, go on a date. Like you're okay if I go to the gym and they're both awake? And I like, would tell that to you all the time, like, this is a I'm season. I'm still getting over the, P- the PTSD for that. But yeah, like the season has passed for us and it's like a dawn of a new day. Like I take the kids both all the time with no issue. Like, But I think we, if we had a third, like we've just been stretched and we could do it. I think like we're just more patient. Yeah. I mean, your sister has five kids and she's like, wait till three, wait till four, wait till five. Well, she's nice, but I'm always like, you don't want to hear this. You have five kids. Yeah. All I'm saying is this is my reality. Your reality is different. Also, you're a freaking rock star at kids. And yeah, everybody's different. Don't compare yourself to other people. Okay. I think our dinner guests are here. Okay. You guys, thank you so much. The party started without us (laughs) at our own house. Yeah. Um, We're going to head upstairs. Thanks for so much for listening to this podcast. Hopefully it was helpful to you. And if you have any questions, please reach out. We love you so much. We'll see you next time.